It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Fred Maxwell to see his first ball. Siraj bowls to him. Maxwell clobbers the ball out to square leg. A dive on the boundary to save it. They'll come back for a second and Australia has won the World Cup. A sixth championship victory and surely none greater than this. In the most partisan, intimidating environment that this tournament has ever seen, Australia has quashed all of India in one night. Well, there you go. It just gives you tingles down the spine, doesn't it, hearing that back from SCN's own Jared Whateley, of course. Uh, a sports update now. Thanks to Irrigate to save time and water. Irrigate is here. If you'd been living under the rock for the last uh, four or five hours, Australia, a Cricket World Cup champions after defeating India by six wickets overnight. Pat Cummins won the toss and decided to bowl with the Aussies, bowling India out for 240. In the second innings, Travis Head starred with the bat, making 137 off just 120 balls. Manus Labuschagne also played an important supportive role, making an unbeaten half-century. It's Australia's sixth ODI trophy and arguably their greatest ever after upsetting the previously undefeated India on home soil. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Well, where do you want to start, Timmy boy? Because there's a lot to unpack. Probably not where you would expect. Where I want to start is just the difference between Jared Waitley and yourself. <laughs> and you said it gives we've you tingles. Got, Jared took us there. It felt like we were in Ahmedabad. You can learn a lot from that. Tim, come on. But I think we start right at the start, Brent, because I think, and I was on social media a bit last night just checking things, watching and seeing what Hamish is up to, how much he's <laughs> tweeting out. And when we won the toss, I think Pat Cummins shocked everyone a bit with the call to bowl first. I wanted to ask you about that. So, yeah. Take take it down for us and, and unpack it. Yeah. What would you have done in that situation? I mean, it's hard well, to say. Well, they, they obviously had some terrific mail, and they there's a lot of IPL experience. They've been there. So the mail on that ground is that the Jew comes in, and it is extremely hard to bowl in the second innings. Yeah. And I think we saw that. It actually, it actually played out. But the concern was, I think, that being an Indian pitch and potentially a bit drier that it would spin and slow right up, and it, and it didn't do that. I think it actually, if anything, got slightly better. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, look, I don't think there was a thing last night that Patrick Cummins got wrong. Well, that's hard to argue. I he think had the perfect game, didn't he? Almost. He was outstanding. Yep, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. Andrew McDonald and his coaching staff de- deserve a lot of credit for that. But the bowling first was the first one. Then when we went out and bowled, you can see the homework that had gone into it. The, the fields we had early to Rohit Sharma with that deep point uh, slip and Glenn Maxwell at like a fly slip. Um, and then the change that around, as soon as they saw the wicket was a bit slow and the ball got older, to Virat Kohli and KR Rahul, at times we went with four guys on the offside, no cover. So we had a, a wide mid-off, 
a deep point, backward point, and a third man. I haven't seen that in one day cricket. Mm. So one, the the thinking to be able to come up with that plan to to clog up the leg side to both those guys who like to score there. The first thing, tick to the Patrick Cummins, tick to Andrew McDonald and his staff. But then the bowlers executed it beautifully because mm-hmm. there's no point if you're getting smacked through the covers. We went stump to stump. Bold superbly. And then I think, again, the way Pat read the game when we got those early wickets, although they were going quickly, we knew if we could get early wickets, we would expose a bit of their middle order who haven't played a lot of cricket. And you could see Virat and KR all not take their foot off the gas, but they tried to consolidate. Pat read that beautifully, brought Mitch Marsh on, brought Tra- Patrick um, Travis Head on, banked some overs when they weren't really yeah. looking to take us on. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was fantastic. allowed us to, a bit more freedom and, and imagination at the back end of the innings. So I thought Paddy Cummins had one of the great games as a captain. And then when and he bowled, that's as good as I've seen him for a while. Yeah. Uh, he's Slow been wicket. unfairly criticised throughout the journey too. Well, he hasn't had his best World Cup, no doubt about that. But last night, and we, we've spoken about this a lot, Australia have players that will stand up in the heat of the moment in the biggest games. Because they've been there before, and he did that last night. Not just with his captaincy and his leadership, but the way he bowled on that pitch. That was a slow pitch. And he ran his fingers along across the ball a lot and changed his pace a lot. But I just thought when he went full speed last night, he looked quick. He looked like he was hitting the wicket hard. Yeah, and I thought he, he set the tone. Although he didn't come on until the eighth over, I thought his captaincy was brilliant. And when he got the ball in his hand, he was absolutely outstanding. I think the other thing that stood out, Early in the game to me was how good, again, we were in the field. And from the start of the tournament to where we've built to with our batting, our bowling and our fielding, the staff and the leadership around that group Mm. should be getting so much credit for what we saw last night. Yeah, fielding was outstanding early, particularly, no doubt about that. Travis Head, let's talk about Travis Head. Batting, outstanding, of course. Uh, Missed the first four games, I think it was. Well, freakish. But don't you think, too, that catch he took to dismiss Sharma, that was a turning point, I thought. Absolutely. Game. He looked like he was about to rip the game from yep. out of our reach, didn't it? The way he... I mean, and again, they were flying early, but we hadn't bowled badly. We'd actually bowled mm. really well. Mm-hmm. He just took took him on. And boy, is he an amazing player to watch when he's in full flight. But again, courageous move. Two right-handers in and to go to Glenn Maxwell. And it paid off. Mm. He hit him out of the ground. Maxi went again, and Travis had that again. One of the one of the one huge moments. Yep. Win you World Cup games, World Cup finals, and that was one of them. It was probably overlooked in the end because of his yeah, batting. That's but right. that, yeah. We were on the cusp of that game being ripped from within our our reach from Rohit Sharma, and that catch running with the ball coming over your shoulder, diving, sensational catch. Oh four three seven double five two five three five. We'd love your thoughts on the Cricket World Cup this morning. You might have a question for Tim about the game itself. A text in here from Jera from Lindisfarne. Told the wife I'd do the kids' wake-ups night at night. Little did she know I was up anyway watching the cricket. Any points and a World Cup in the pocket. Thanks, Jera, for your text this morning. Let's talk about Marnish Labashane. Well, so, I was going to say one other thing on Travis here. Okay. It's not only was he batting in this World Cup outstanding and he's doing... Playing the way that you need to play to win World Cups at the top of the order takes a lot of courage, and he and he nailed it. He absolutely nailed it. George Bailey, the selection committee, and again Andrew McDonald, for keeping him in that squad. That is one of the all-time great selection calls. Absolutely, all-time great selection calls. Yep, that might have gone pear-shaped. They had trust in getting him right. Mm-hmm. 
and he's repaid them. But that that is a gutsy call. Gutsy is the word. Absolutely. And it has paid off like you would not believe. Definitely. I think we're all asking questions at one point, thinking, geez, is he is he gonna get right? Is he if he does get right, is he gonna be able to deliver? They knew they knew the player they had and they stuck with him. Just trying to find your text from this morning. We have any audio of why I thought Marnus should be in the World Cup squad? Well, Tim, yes, we do. We've, oh, we've managed to dig it out here. Oh, this right, is what you had to say about Marnus. If the wickets are spinning a lot, and as the tournament goes on, they're staying a bit lower, they're turning more, and it's hard work, I'd be bringing Marnus Labuschagne into that team and batting him at five and putting Carey back to seven because I think if it's turning a lot and it's reverse swinging, you're going to need a bit more batsmanship and a bit more skill. And you might be looking at 270, 250, which will win you a tournament. Well, not quite. It was 240, but <laughs> close. Close. The old Nostradamus. No, but it is. And we spoke about it this morning when we got in, Brent, because it's not... It's what we also spoke about, which wasn't in there. It wasn't just the batsmanship and the skill. It's the ability to handle big moments. Mm-hmm. And when he walked to the crease last night at three for 47 in a World Cup final with Jasper Boomer with his tail up, that takes a special player to be able to absorb that pressure, not just from the bowler, from the crowd, from the expectation, from the 1.5 billion people over there that are against us. The just That is, sporting moments don't get more high pressure than that, and you need that special type of player and person to be able to handle that, and Marnus Labuschagne is one of those. So I was rapt to see him play. He got 50 off 100 balls and was a bit slow, but he did. He played the role that he had to play at the moment to keep in a partnership with Travis Head. And the mental toughness, too, throughout the tournament, because it was always, oh, Marnus will drop out for this person or this yep. person, but he played every game in the end, I think, didn't he? So- yeah, he did. And came in as a you know, a sub at one point as yep. well. So it, someone said to me a few weeks ago about pl- people that run to opportunity. Some people shy away from it. Yep. Marnus Labuschagne is someone that runs to opportunity. He mm-hmm. came into the test team with a... Um, um, when we had Smith and Warner rubbed out and he probably wasn't quite ready, people thought, and he did well. Then he came back into the team in the Ashes as a concussion substitute and his test career took off. He's done the same in one-day cricket. He was left out, got an opportunity to go to South Africa, went 100-100, got himself back into the World Cup squad, thought he'd be in and out, plays every game. And to run to opportunity means that you are super prepared. He is ready to go any day of the year. Yep. And that's a great lesson for any people in any business or sport or work environment. He is prepared and ready to perform every day of the year. And so when you get the opportunity, he's ready. He, he don't, I don't think he gets that nervous because he knows, he believes he's good enough and he knows he's done the preparation. And, and last night, again, it stood out. Got to get to the news but quickly. What would they be doing right now, the boys? Celebrations well, great question, flying? Brent. You would think celebrations would be flying, but... Ahmedabad is a dry state. Oh, no. And has been for 60 years. Oh, no. And I believe, I actually Googled it. <laughs> if you were caught with a bottle of booze, you're looking at a 10-year jail term. Oof. Would they risk it, the boys? Well, I've been to, <laughs> I've been to Ahmedabad and we had a few drinks, but it, had, it was in a room. Okay. So I don't think it would be, you know, legendary celebrations just yet. Maybe they're going to get them on a plane and get them out of there so they can have a good time. Having said that, Brent... You don't need alcohol to have a good time. No, you don't, Tim. Um, and I'm, I imagine the euphoria and, and whatnot around ringing that World Cup would well, you'd have a pretty natural high as it is. But That's right. Yeah, it would be fascinating. I'd love to get one of them on the phone on Friday if we can and see how it, um, how it unpacked and what they were able to do because it, it is certainly a dry state. But yes. we've been there before and 
as in India, you tend to find your way around things like that if you need to. I'm sure you'll get someone for us. Uh, you're a man of your word. And, of course, choose to drink wise if you are having a drink. Uh, very, very important message. Hey, uh, we've got plenty of people you can ask a question to on our text line this morning. We've got Campbell Brown not too far away from joining us. Former Premier Peter Gutwin will be on the line as well. And Scott Clayton from North Melbourne ahead of tonight's AFL draft. 0437 552 is our number. Did you read out those texts? Haven't had time yet, Tim. It's oh. just flying through. We, we'll get to them, All but right. we're going to get to the news right now.